All right. What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing all right on this Monday. Um, you know, per usual, I'm going to give uh, about a minute or two for people to start rolling in. And then we'll get going. I'm not going to try to do this for more than like 20 minutes, um, 15, 20 minutes. It's going to be like the goal, uh, which is what I want to do with these post games. I don't want to keep it overwinded, just kind of get to the to the uh, points. Um, if you have questions, great. If someone enjoys me, great. Hey, it's all good. Or you could just chill and listen. It's up to you. Uh, but if you do come up and you're not talking, uh, just make sure you hit um, make sure you hit mute. All right, we'll get going here in a bell like forty. Kyle are already with the with the people are talking. That's funny. Okay, so Michigan State Minnesota uh, game was at Minnesota as well. Once again, no fans. Um, Michigan State comes in with uh, losing their previous two, and Minnesota comes in after a huge win um, against Iowa, which probably shouldn't have happened. If if you guys saw the Minnesota-Iowa game the other day, Iowa was winning with 40 seconds left, up seven. Um, and somehow, miraculously, Minnesota forced overtime. Um, I don't know how they did that. But I know that there were some missed free throws and they hit some big shots and all that. But still. You're up seven with 40 seconds left. You know, you find a way to to win that game in regulation. But um, you would expect Minnesota to come in a little bit, what what you would call, um, have like a slight hangover. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, you would expect that. A little slight hangover. Big win that you probably shouldn't have won. Hey, this is is, uh, house money is this game, and they came out loose. I think they started out the game like 9-0 run just right out the gate. Um, I believe it was like – I believe it was two threes and an and one, right, I want to say. Um, I think it was a three and an and one and a three, I believe. Uh, but either way, uh, Michigan State had a rough start, another rough start, and, that, and it ended up being a situation where – they don't score until 16:44 left in the first half, and then they score. Then they have 11 points over the next, I believe, over the next six minutes or so, and then they have no field goals, no field goals for over seven minutes of game time. That allowed Minnesota to separate. And if you were really watching, Minnesota really didn't take advantage of that. It was stuck on like 24-11 for a long time, if you remember. Like, it was stuck on 24-11 for a long time. Like, they, they broke it at 445, but it was on there. It was 11-24 since the eight-minute mark. 
So nobody scored for like three and a half minutes. And it was just a 13-point game. You know, that's you – know, that three and a half minutes or so, either team, you know, Minnesota could have busted that game out to the mid-20s. On the other hand, Michigan State could have cut that lead down to one possession easily right there. And that's why basketball is a, a game of runs and nobody had a run there. Uh, interesting enough. And then it goes from from 24-11 to 31-11. So that one run of just seven, just going plus seven, turns it into a 20-point game. Michigan State goes plus seven. Now it's a six-point game. That's why that's what I mean when I say the game of runs. Being up or down 13 doesn't mean much in the in the first half, uh, especially if you can get a run of six, seven, or eight points because I could change the game completely. Um, one person had double digits, and that was Henry, and he had to work for all all eleven points. It took him ten shots to get there. Um, Hauser struggled, and I've been very high on Hauser. Um, so he was probably the I I had him. I had him like probably the second or third best power forward in the league. I think he's a step below Trace Jackson Davis at Indiana, but um, but I'm like a I was like a big believer in him. Um, and I do think I do think that some of his struggles are due to the guard spot because a big can be good a a big can be good on his own, but Bigs can elevate their game with really good guard play. If you look at, you know, if you look at like Kofi Coburn at Illinois, like having guys like uh, Ayo Dusumu and Cabello handling the ball and being able to penetrate whenever, being able to really control the pace of the game, being able to hit shots, being able to, you know, get to the paint. Um, Michigan State doesn't have that. And I think Izzo has had an embarrassment of riches the last <laughs> X amount of years, decades. You know, you can go back to, like, I mean, he had, like, Night Soul, and he had, uh, you know, he has Appling and Valentine and Kellen Lucas and Trice and, you know, Cassius. I mean – just an embarrassment of riches from the point guard spot where he didn't really have to worry about it. And I think Izzo, uh, he made a mistake um, with recruiting. I believe, I want to say, I have to look look this up right here, but I want to say he should have taken a point guard in 2019. Let me Let me look that up right quick. I don't want to tell you guys incorrect information. Um, let me go back, go to 2019. Let's go to Big Ten, Michigan State, three commits. Yeah, they didn't take a point guard. I'm not going to consider Rocket a point guard here. You know, you know you've seen the way that he's played. Um, he's much more of a shooting guard. I'm not sure – if Izzo was planning to play him as a guard, I don't know. Um, 
but I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. Um, I think he wanted to play Rocket like a like a Neitzel, where he could be on the ball, off the ball, but much better off the ball. I'm not calling him Neitzel, but just being an, an electric scorer, um, someone who can play on both ends as well. And I think a lot of Hauser's struggles is because of that. It's because he doesn't have um, – let me know if I'm – let me know if I'm lagging or not. But um, a lot of the struggles is because of the guard spot. And that sucks for Hauser. That sucks for him. Because I was really high on him. And I, man, I was talking junk to people. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, this dude is, like, legit. You know, he could possibly be, like, an all-Big Ten guy and all this and you know, he could be, you know, first team and he's one of the best bigs in the league. And I just think that this whole Garcia situation is really messing him up. And I I don't think Izzo knows where to go with it. Uh, he had Henry playing point towards the end of the game. Um, he had, uh, I think he started the game with Lawyer. Um, then he came, brought in Hog, uh, Hogard, uh, then you know, went with Watts for a little bit. I don't think he knows because look at the guards that he's had. Applick, Valentine, Lucas, Trice, Cassius, all these dudes, right? These are guys who were not only game managers, but they knew when to push. They knew when to pull back. They knew uh, who was open, when they're going to be open. Uh, They were a coach on the court. They were very vocal. Uh, They pretty much ran the team. And – I don't think – and they all had takeover ability. All of them, even Trice did. Valentine for sure did. You know, he was player of the year. Appling could be electric at times. You never doubted them on either side of the court. Cassius, I mean, you know, he could have a game where he has seven dimes and – the first 10 minutes, it still ends up with, like, a quiet 20. But these are guys who could take over the game, um, whether with their just playmaking ability. And I just don't think they have that. Uh, I don't think they have that right now. And I don't – and um, Islo's going to have to adjust. He's, he's going to have to adjust something. And I don't know what that something is. But – um, but that 2019 class, um, he should have recruited a high-end point guard. I'm not sure if they were looking at, at one, um, but they should have got one in 2019. Um, if we look at the big situation, I still don't understand it. Uh, I know Michigan State fans, whether they've been messaging me or, t- or tweeting me, I don't um, – I don't understand it. I know why Izzo likes Kivier. And you guys do too. You you guys know why he likes Kivier. And he's publicly said it. You know, he plays hard. He does the right things. Um, he's not going to do too much. Uh, he's going to do what coach says. You know, he's a bit of a, 
it's not and this is not a negative thing but he's a bit of a robot you know what i mean he's not like a tillman he's not like a who else he's not like a mitch mcgarry type where you kind of let them do their thing and you know whatever they choose to to do like you have the confidence to do so no he stays in his box contest shots rebound uh go for layups if they're available like that's his that's his thing but i don't understand like today the start was a 9-0 run 9-0 run I'm going to come out with a video. I'm not sure if it's going to be tomorrow because uh, I do have my Kentucky one coming out tomorrow. Uh, it's not going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on Twitter. So it's going to be a shorter one, but it's going to show some of the defensive things that that happened in the game that Patino, like low-key, thought I'd never say this, but Patino, um, he – Jesus Christ. He outcoached Izzo today, which is crazy, which is crazy. If you, if you go back and look at the offensive sets, um, picking on certain people, he didn't attack Henry. He didn't attack Watts, really. You need to go back and see uh, who he was attacking. Like, Sissoko in that first half, they attacked him back-to-back possessions. They got five points out of it. One was the little hook back screen. There was no communication. Um, And then there was one where they just played uh, two-on-two up top. Ball screen, re-screen, fouled on a three. And then Sissoko came right out. He he, He attacked only certain guys. Over and over and over and over. And usually with like Michigan State, like those dudes are tough. Like tough. Tough as nails. Tough as nails. And they can all play defense. Usually. Uh, There's usually no true weakness. And if there is, the other four guys are so rabid that that their weakness gets covered up and masked a bit. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, so back to Kithier. I don't um, – I I get it, but it just feels like he's being a bit a bit stubborn about it. But you have a guy like Marble who I think he's itching to get his opportunity four minutes today. Four. Four minutes. Like – I'm not sure if it's a practice thing, but you have Kithier with 21 minutes, Marble with four, then Marcus Bingham. What happened to him? What happened to Marcus Bingham, man? Like he had how many starts last year? I don't have it in front of me. I want to say, because I did the video, it was like either 14, 15, or 16 starts, but you know, you know, you have all these starts starting next to Xavier Tillman. And then you get two minutes in a blowout. Sissoko had 12. 
Zogo has six boards too, which isn't bad. It's not bad. Um, he is really raw offensively right now. But, but Sogo gave him 12. Marble at four, Bingham at two. Um, Gabe Brown having 13. I think the guard situation is also hurting Gabe Brown. Because I like Gabe Brown a lot you know, as a pro prospect and as a, and as a player. Uh, I think the guard play is, um, is hurting him quite a bit. Because Brown is one of those guys who is – Brown's a better prospect than Isaiah Livers, but they're very similar, um, very similar in how they get their points. Like a lot of their points are slashing to the basket, um, run out dunks, um, and open threes or one or two dribble pull-ups. They're very similar in how they get their points, in my opinion. And a lot of that is coming off of what the guard is doing whether they're penetrating or whether the, the defense is overhelping to certain guys. Um, but right now, the guards aren't a threat to the point where uh, the defense is overhelping or leaving Gabe or, uh, or uh, giving him wide-open lanes to operate in. But what worries me the most, what worries me the most, just know that I am always a basketball fan first, okay? The, one of the first things I noticed after the game was not just the score, you know, not the minutes or the lineups or anything like that. You are down 20 at the half and still lose the second half. They lost the second half by five, 45 to 40. I think, I think that's one thing. So whatever was said at, at a halftime, you would think, they, you know, maybe not make it a game, but hey, we can get this down to eleven or ten at some point, and then let's see what happens. Hey, we may still lose by fourteen or fifteen, but but we're gonna have a little charge right here. There was no charge. There was no charge. I I have to go to these. I gotta go to the second half. I gotta see when did it get the closest. Was it like sixteen? Was it around 16, I believe, right? Let me see. 20. It just stayed around 20. I, I swear at one point it got to around 16. Nah, hold on, man. It got... Was it a blowout the whole time? It got to 17. It got to 17. Joey Hauser made free throws, got it down to 17. I, I think that's the closest that it got to. But, you know, you're getting, you're getting embarrassed. You're getting embarrassed on national TV. Um, you're down 20 points and you score 16 and then come out and still lose the second half. I think that is the biggest – That's I, I think if one thing worries you, I think that should worry you in terms of uh, you know, where guys are at mentally. And Izzo has to be very, very careful about, about what he does. Um, I'm not saying that he can lose his team, but he doesn't want to get to the point where 
guys are burnt out with him, uh, where guys are, you know, they they can hear him, but they're not listening. What he's saying doesn't have the same effect. Uh, I think you're going to have to have some uh, assistance be some of the assholes, and I don't think it's going to be a. I don't think it's going to you know come from him to really drive the message home. All right, so let me. I'll get to some of these comments and all that. Let's see here. I'm gonna scroll all the way up, and I'm gonna try to do one by one. Um. My hash says 13 or 14 wins might be enough to win the league this year. It could. It could. Um, I think I think 13 and 7, 14 and 14 and 6 for sure. Because I believe 14 and 6 won it last year. Um, I believe three teams tied at 14 and 6 last year. Uh, let me confirm that for you. I don't like telling you guys incorrect information. Um, but I want to say. I want to say that, yeah, 14 and 6. So Wisconsin, Maryland, and Michigan State uh, all ended up 14 and 6. Uh, Maryland completely choked winning it outright. So I believe they were like 2 and 4 in their last six games. Um, and that was, uh, and they totally blew it, blew winning it outright and had to share with two other guys. Uh, let's see. We got competing rooms tonight. What competing rooms? Competing rooms? What are you talking about? Can't no rooms compete with me, cuz? Man, we 40 plus in here, bruh. 40 plus. All right. Uh, he did not recruit a PG other than Foster. Very, 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 very true. And I think Jaden Akins is going to come come in and um, be available right away because he has the mentality. He has that Appling, Trice, Cassius. I'm not calling him that. Like, like I'm, I'm not saying that that's who – he is and going to be, but he has that same type of pop in this game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, zero chance of money comes. No, I'm not going to say zero. I was 60, 40. I was 60, 40. Um, you still have to consider his age. His age screws up a lot of things for him in terms of going to the league and all that stuff. Three options for Imani. Remember if, if you guys haven't seen that, I do have a YouTube about it and what his options are. Uh, and I draw them out and I give examples of each one. So he can go overseas. That's one. He can sit out. That's another. Or he'll have, he'll have to play at MSU for two years if he reclassifies into the 2021 class. So, I mean, if he doesn't reclassify, then he can go to Michigan State for a year or sit out or go overseas or go G League select. I don't know. But his age is really throwing a wrench into a lot of things right now. 
Sam J, and they really could have used Akins or Manet, 100%, especially Manet. Kareem Manet, I believe he signed a two-way with the Magic. Good for him. Um, but he's someone who – did he get drafted? Did he, didn't he go undrafted? I think he did, right? And then he got picked up and signed late. Um, and he only left because of his age. Like, he was old. Like, you think other guys are old. Like, he's old, old. I believe he turns 21 in May. I believe. Let me look it up per usual. I got to make sure. Yep, he turns 21 May 16th. Don't ask me why I know this stuff. I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's weird. Um, Amani is a no-go. Not necessarily. Uh, Hauser, Kithier, Lawyer, and Langford play combined 80 minutes a game, but those guys couldn't guard my men's league. Uh, the, the defense stinks badly. Right now the offense is so stagnant that you know, it was – MSU a bubble team this year? No, they're they're not a bubble team this year. I mean, you could probably probably go like nine and eleven in the league, in the Big Ten, and still get like a seven or eight seed. Greg G Wizzy, he said, Rockets a good shooting guard, ass play point guard poorly on a team that needs a great shooting guard. Yeah, their guard situation is not good. That was the one question mark I had I had uh coming into this uh season and um and I was uh I let me see. Wanna just bring this up. So I'm gonna go to a buddy of mine. buddy of mine asked me about um, where is this at? So a buddy of mine asked me about the whole Rocket and Henry situation back in September, September 5th. And um, you know, he was asking me about, about Hauser. I said he'll be their best shooter and post player. And then he asked, uh, he goes, I know, but I think Rocket and Henry are going to try to get theirs first. I said, they won't be very good if that happens. Um, Henry doesn't have it like that from the guard spot and Rocket running a team will be interesting. Um, I don't know, man. Like, you know, you know, you know, thinking like, you know, Rocky was on his way to, you know, first or second team. He's so good off the ball and he's so good defensively. Um, they're going to need Hogard to do his thing and they're going to need Lawyer to go full Clarkston on dudes, whatever that is. Like, they're going to need him to be more aggressive more aggressive off the ball. Like, you can't just come up the court and pass that thing every time. You know, once or twice, come up the court and get a ball screen and, you know, work it. He has a very, very good ability to um, to to draw fouls. 
Lawyer's probably one of the smartest dudes in the Big Ten, basketball-wise. Just by the way he plays. He understands angles. He understands how to get to certain spots. He understands that he's not the strongest dude, but if he puts his body in a certain situation, he'll get a foul. But he's his confidence isn't there, in my opinion, to get to that point. Uh, so crazy seeing now how much Cassius grew under Izzo. Now he's gone. Yeah. Hogard starts. I don't know, but they they need a different lineup. Uh, you can't start out a game nine zero. Uh, it's way too early in the season. It's very early. It's very very early. Um, but the issue is, um, this Big Ten season is kind of unforgiving when it comes to. You know, you're not going to have five or six games in a row where you're going to play where, where where you can see five wins straight. You know what I mean? Um, they just don't have that this year in the league. You know, they're going to have, you know, go to Nebraska. This is probably their easiest stretch coming up. Their next one, two, three, their next five games, they only play two ranked teams. They, they play Nebraska, Rutgers, Purdue, Iowa, and Indiana. Then they got Illinois, Rutgers, Ohio State. MSU is a real leader on the team. Um, yes, I believe so, too. Uh, I think they're looking to coach to coach too much uh, and not themselves. Like, you know, hey, coach, what should we do? Or, hey, coach, like, hey, this dude's tripping. <laughs> um, when a, a lot of times it's the players on the court who do a lot of that. Kyle, so Watts is not a point guard, dude. He's listed as a combo guard, where it means that you could play both point and shooting guard. But we've clearly seen he is much better off the ball. I would be more inclined. Okay, so who a combo guard would be someone like Denzel Valentine. That is a that is a legit combo guard. And he's listed as like a wing or something on 247. But Denzel Valentine is the perfect example of a combo guard because he could play on the ball or off the ball just as efficiently. I don't think Rocket is there yet, in my opinion. If you think otherwise, let me know. But that's just from that's just from me watching. And this goes back to last year where I think Izzo kind of messed up and not giving Rocket catches his backup minutes. I think that would have helped Rocket into this season.
Dave, you said that you lost by 30 to Purdue last year in January. That's not that's not even close to what's happening here. Because you knew that you had pieces. Nobody knows what this team is right now. Like, like when, if you ask your fan base who should start at point guard, you're going to get three or four different answers. Like that's, you know, you don't know who you have right now. That Purdue game is that, no, 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 no. Totally different. Totally different. Not the same at all. Not going if Akins is. Yeah, that whole Amani, that whole Amani and Akins thing, I mean, you gotta understand that like, you know, things happen all the time, man. Things happen all all, all the time. Where you know, one guy's upset, doesn't want to be there anymore, whatever. You know, there's you know, they can still be boys very well and you know, play on the same same team a year or two later. That's not really a, a big deal. I've seen it on a, a, a bigger scale with, you know, guys being upset with one person getting the spotlight, the other one not, or a little bit of jealousy here and there and all that. But, you know, dudes, dudes have been tight forever, so it's not a big deal. I'm still reading. Kobe Bufkin versus Jaden Akins is a ridiculous question to ask. I agree. I agree. That is ridiculous. Because I think because the three guys from Michigan, Pierre Brooks, Kobe Bufkin, Jaden Akins, then you throw in Frankie Collins, who's also going to be in the conference. Like, like they're all raked within like 15 to 20 spots. Like they're like, so pretty much they're being rated on the same scale and they flipped the, and they flipped the coin to see who gets ranked where like it's not it's not a big deal Carter team situation is not good i agree I agree. I think Izzo, you know, Izzo, Izzo's got to, Izzo's got to make adjustments, big adjustments. I'm not sure if he has to, to uh, change the way that he plays. If if he's got to slow the game down, he may have to do that. Because usually he wants to play fast, and he has these big athletic wings running. Then you have a point guard who can shoot it, who can get to the rack who controls the pace usually, but they don't have that this year. So I'm wondering, you know, are, are they going to totally switch the way that, that they, that they play? And if he wants to, to succeed, he may have to do that. Cameron, whatever happened to us being able to make a jump shot in the game of, game of basketball. I'm, 
I'm telling you, I think it's the lack of having a point guard that guys are afraid of. Like the best guard on the court today was Marcus Carr. The best guard on the court last game was Demetri Trice. The best point guard on the court against Northwestern was Boo Booey. You know what I mean? And when when those guys get going, it it just opens up the game for everybody else, man. <clears throat> but nobody's nobody's really getting going for Michigan State, and I'm not even sure how they're going to be able to do that in a very short period of time. Christy will, will be nasty too. Christy's going to be really good, man. Mass Christy is so good, dude. That dude is going to be – he is legit. He is legit. He is legit. I don't know what Izzo is going to do with the lineup, though, with Akins and Christie and Brooks. Um, and who's going to return next year? I don't know. Because Henry, I'm not sure. You know, Henry, uh, you know, his, his draft status is taking a hit right now. Um, does Langford come back? He has the eligibility too. Does Rocket come back? You know what I mean? Hauser doesn't get enough love. I give I give Hauser all the love. I give Hauser all the love, man. And like I said, a part of your struggles are is I think a lot of it you have to point your finger at you have to point your finger at um you have to point your finger at the guard play. Honestly. Dave Gardner, Caleb Houston's a wing too, right? Him and Chris, him versus Christie would be insane. Houston is a wing. He is more of a 3-4, though. He's more of a 3-4. He's, he's more of a 3-4. Very good defender. Elite defender. Elite defender, elite shooter. About 6-8. Um, I compared him to, I believe, it was like Shane Battier. Average athlete, though. Average athlete, but um, very good player. High IQ guy. I'm still reading through. Dave, they did not have a five-game losing streak. I'm almost done here. And please answer the most important question in college basketball right now. Is Joey Hauser the good Hauser brother or the bad Hauser brother? <laughs> he is the good one. He's the good one. He's the good one. I say that because he has, including this year, four years of eligibility. The only one, the other one has only two. It's not even about stats, bro. It's it's about you know like like what you know like where guys are. What can Sam do? What can Joey, Joey can Joey can do whatever he wants to do, but. Gar's got to step up to open up the game for him, though. 
you know? Because he's a really good post scorer. He can score in the post. He can hit threes. But everything get, gets, you know, clogged up. And shots get contested. You know what I mean? So, this sucks for him. This sucks. Greatest house brother of all time. Yeah. Yeah, Carter's wild. Carter is a big MSU guy. Carter's a big MSU guy. Yo, what is the last question, Carter? Go, go ahead, man. Exactly, Greg. I'm I'm waiting on him. I'm waiting on him. Yo, he's he's got ten seconds. <laughs> he's got ten seconds. Me and Gene. <laughs> Just let me know, man. Let me know. Yeah, let me know, and I'll be on there, man. Um, so, yeah, uh, Michigan State should win their next game. And then they got Rutgers at home. And I believe they handled them pretty well the last um, – the other games that, that they played Rutgers. And I wonder if Cliff Amurie is going to be hurt still. So he was he was out. Um, they only have – I believe his name is like Miles Sanders for Rutgers. Um, if that's the case, then – um, Rutgers is a beatable team, and they could find themselves with a three-game winning streak before they go to Iowa, a team who does not play defense but will score 95 in their sleep. So, yeah, man, um, thanks for coming on. Really dope to have at, at one point over 40 people in here and it's not even a Michigan uh, a Michigan thing. So, you guys know I love hoops first, and um, I'm, I'm always a, a fan second. But uh, it was a very interesting game game tonight. I'm going to go back and watch it at some point, either today or tomorrow, um, and clip some things and kind of like walk you guys through it. And I'm going to post that directly to Twitter, all right? That's not going to be on YouTube. It's going to be a shorter clip um, where I just quickly go through things. So it, it'll be no longer – in two minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, if it turns out to be longer than two minutes and 20 seconds, sorry, I'm going to have to put that on my YouTube page. So um, I appreciate you guys coming in per usual. Uh, I will see you guys if there is, if anything comes up, we like to keep things current. If something else comes up, I'll be in there. I'll see you guys. Appreciate you.